da 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 You sound insane. Do you realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime. Will Toothless ever grow any teeth? Will Hiccup ever actually get the hiccups? Will we finally learn how to train our effing dragons? Those questions and more will hopefully be answered tonight and today and this morning on Mad About Movies. Hello, Kent, Richard, and Brian here at your service. And with a little bonus episode this week as we discuss the conclusion, maybe, to the How to Train Your Dragon trilogy. The hidden world arrives. Uh, or is it the dawn of the rise of the hidden world or something like that? I feel like there's been a lot dawn of... Dawn of the rise of the war for the hidden world. New, okay. Of the apes. That makes sense. Okay, and it was something... Of the apes. Yeah, you gotta attack that. These... On. I feel like there's been a lot of hidden worlds in these this series already, which we'll get into. <laughs> <laughs> the last one very well could have been called the hidden world. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but nonetheless, this has been a series that, uh, we've, we've had fun talking about on the show and it's been a while since how to train your dragon two and a little bonus talk here as we uh, review how to train your dragon three, but Brian has little one and he took the little one to go see this. Hopefully you didn't go by yourself and make the little one stay home. And face the corner with a dunce cap or something. No, he only does that with yeah. he only does that with Disney World. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I punt. He he's watched. Uh, I told him. I told him. Look, bud. If you say positive things about minions one more time, I'm not taking you to see Hidden World. I'm gonna go see it by myself. So that's what I did. That's what I, did. I sent him in to see Cold War, and uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, he came out cultured and understands foreign film better. And then I went to see this by myself. Yeah. No, I took him. He had. A, he's been talking about this for like three months. He's been super. <laughs> oh, really? For for hidden world. Oh yeah, man. Big big into. Uh, we're big. How to train your dragon family. He's he's the leader of that. He loves he loves this trilogy. This is this is probably my of the non uh, Pixar Disney animated movies. This is probably my favorite series. I like I like these these, these films and these are. Always, uh, I'm always happy when he's like, I want to watch one of those. I'm like, okay, let's do it. Those are good movies. Much better than uh, Little Minions or something like that. So well, I'm, I'm always always happy. <laughs> I don't know. Have you been minionized, Kent? You, you, you watched it. Did it brainwash you? Are you in? I, I'm d- let's just say I was... Uh, there's some conspiracies about minions that I tried to address on my episode. In that episode let's just say available. Kent has another tattoo. A new one. Yeah. Bazinga. Bazinga. <laughs> a minion wearing a shirt that says Bazinga. It sent me into a... One eyes or two? It sent me into, into an aneurysm immediately when it was viewed after I got it. Um, yeah. Uh, I really, really like How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, if we're comparing animated movies, we see a lot on the show. We see almost all of them. This is definitely one that's more... Uh, up our alley, up my alley, than some of the others less childish ones. Um, DreamWorks really does a good job. They take a lot of they take their time a lot of the times with uh, with their movies, but I feel like they really do their due diligence and do a good job. This one, uh, I, I think I went out on the record when we talked How to Train Your Dragon two, saying that that was my favorite animated movie of the time, or that that mm. was the best 
looking animated movie at the time that I had seen. And I was, I remember being absolutely blown away uh, by the 3d showing of how to train your dragon Two. I remember the, you know, some of the aerial sequences with toothless and flying over the water and things like that were just, were phenomenal. Um, they really, really up the ante with this movie. I mean, it was mm. gorgeous. Uh, I think the opening shot of the movie is actually of water and maybe it's a trick. I don't know if we we should have probably booked a guest from the movie or somebody that worked on it to say like when you're doing animation, um, is opening this the movie on a shot of of water or actual water or animated water and having that look realistic is that like half the key to convincing somebody that this thing isn't animated? You know what I'm saying? Like to open on something tangible, it's like we see every day and we can say, oh, that's fake or that oh, that's animated. Um, I feel like there's so much more that goes into believability when you do that. And um, some of the water sequences in this were just, were incredible. And I, I, I'm, I'm usually blown away by Pixar and kind of the stuff they do, the photorealism of the water and hair and things like that. But um, I'm, I'm equally impressed with, with DreamWorks. And I never thought I would say that. I was equally impressed with DreamWorks than I am with uh, Disney Animation. You you would think they'd be several tiers below, but like I said, they take their time. How to Train Your Dragon three could have come out three years ago if they wanted it to, probably. But they um they fine tune it, and to me, this is a this is one, this one's going to be tough from from an animation standpoint. And we got a lot of animated movies coming out this year: Toy Story and Frozen and the likes. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, this one's going to be this one's going to be tough. It was it was very very well rendered. And the, the, just the attention to detail, I mean, this is eye candy. It, it looks absolutely great. The creature design, everything about it looked looked great. But uh, Richard has not spoken a word. Hey, man. Yeah, no, I remember distinctly you said your favorite animated movie of all time was Heavy Metal. And you were very <laughs> adamant about that. Oh, so. For a different reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm the animation Scrooge on this show always i'm not a huge animation person not that i don't uh well no i, do, I don't appreciate it i think it's a worthless um <laughs> waste of time. no this is I, a stupid uh, art form <laughs> i think your art's stupid that's what i think um <laughs> no 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 i these movies often this this genre of non-comedic uh animation relies on tropes of heart and feeling and things that I just cannot connect with on any level. So I struggle <laughs> with these, but they, these kind of work with me, I think, cause they're, I don't know. I like the animation more uh, than a lot of other things. I, there's enough humor to kind of like entertain me and <clears throat> the uh, kind of, they feel much more action packed than other uh, animated films. So I'm able to kind of get lost in that instead of like, Oh, the shoes talking to this guy for a while. Sweet. We lock in on this. The shoe really loves this other shoe. I don't know. I'm just making up an animated movie. Um, wow, so, Pixar just won an dolls. Oscar with that. Jeez. Yeah. You know when the you know at the doll factory those dolls <laughs> that get thrown out into the garbage. What if they had a movie? That yeah, was very. <laughs> some of the premises Man. on these kids' movies are getting. I'm. Uh, I'm. It's making yeah, me insane. Dogs, I'm dog sitting yeah. right now. Uh, at my in-laws house and the dog, their dog is sleeping next to me and she just let one and I'm, I may not be able to get through this podcast. Uh, sorry. Let me go. Keep, I'll continue. Oof. 
Um, <laughs> the uh, yeah, so I, I, but these are ones I. Being fair, I would never see this movie if we didn't do this podcast. Even Brian tried mm-hmm. to let me off the hook, and I was like, "Nah, I'll see it," because I'm just not the kind of person. But I, I like this quite a bit. And uh, he didn't ask I like me; the, I wouldn't have let you off. You know that. <laughs> I know. don't even bother. The, the animation, uh, I thought was was more hmm, grounded and interesting than even the Spider Man from last year. It wasn't as maniacal to me. Agreed. So. So I I liked I liked I liked this quite a bit. No, it was, it was a it was a, a a perfectly enjoyable, and it wasn't overly long. Which animation movies, or at least it didn't seem it. I don't even know what the runtime was, but sometimes there's nothing worse than like the two hour animated movie. Like just please kill me and everyone I know, but them first that I want to watch. It's kind of a weird thing of mine, <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, okay, that's enough out of me. I'll now retreat back into my. <laughs> yeah. Um, this was extremely colorful. Man, I loved what they did with the island and kind of the reinvigoration of the island following the events of How to Train Your Dragon 2. I really didn't know what direction they were going to go with this. And what's your thoughts on this, Brian? Considering how many times you've seen these movies, way more than me, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, uh, I saw the trailer to this and you see Hiccup with a beard. What's that about? Uh, you know, and, and you see it obviously mm-hmm. in the movie, but I kept waiting for that. And that kind yeah. of was distracting me on, I thought that this, that's what this was about was him being grown up. And uh, that, that was, that was definitely a swerve job on the, uh, the part of the trailer. Mm-hmm. what did you think about that? Yeah, I was not sure where we were headed either. And to have it very, I mean, in the first 10 minutes of the movie they kind of reiterate i don't know three or four times uh it's only been a year since how to train your dragon 2 so since the events of how to train your dragon 2 so that was interesting but i actually think that's i think it worked because they you know they really were able to build a story about uh hiccup trying to figure out how to you know be be the leader be the chief and all that sort of stuff and so i that is something that I really dig about this series. I think the characters and the character development is just uh, really, I mean, unbelievably good. And that's what I think that's what makes it. The animation is great, and I want to. We'll, I'm sure we'll we'll talk a ton about the the look and the style, and especially uh, maybe the uh, the creature design on on Toothless and the the Light Fury. But um, but I think what makes these movies not just to where I'm fine letting my kid watch them because they're harmless or because they aren't stupid or any of these sorts of things, which is the main thing you're looking for as a, as a a parent in a kid's movie is just like something that can keep them entertained for 90 minutes. That isn't going to make me want to stab myself in the ears, you know? And what makes these better than so many of the other movies out there, DreamWorks or, or really even up to like the, you know, the, the second tier I think of, of the the Pixar movies and stuff is the characters and the way that they are able to flesh them out in a, in a manner that is um, stronger than what you would expect from an animated movie, if that makes sense. And that's, so that's where we're at with this one. I like that they, instead of jumping ahead five or 10 or, or further to, to start the movie out and, and have, that's kind of what I expected. Kent, you know, to have them kind of facing, 
some new threat that's risen out of the ashes of whatever they left behind, you know? Um, and now, but instead you, you kind of are put right back into it and it, it leads to some interesting character moments of just that, that feel very human of this, mm-hmm. this, he's not a kid anymore, but he's not really a man and just trying to be a leader and he's fatherless now. So he's trying to figure out how to, to make that work and all these, I think very, very human themes for, uh, kind of that like post-college life before you're a real adult (laughs) and yet, and then he's got all this leadership stuff. So it's, I'm probably digging too far into the character of a, of an animated film, but I thought that was a good starting point and it, and it, it surprised me and I didn't think that that's what they were, they were going to do. But in, in doing so, I think it kind of created, a little bit more of a, a little more room to work with the story and the character than you would have gotten if you just jumped ahead to, Hey, this is the final chapter. It's five, 10 years in the future. And they've got to fight this one last, uh, threat that's coming around, you know? Yeah. I mean, hats off to the voice casts. I really enjoy this voice cast a lot. I think Jay Baruchel, you know, is a very typecast kind of guy. He's got one, one trick seems like and i think this is it uh, he's a great voice actor and, and this is a really good role from him i enjoy um almost everybody involved in the hidden world uh, this time back around mm-hmm. especially the fact that they didn't bring back tj miller and they got somebody that sounds just like him justin rubble yep. shout out to him for filling that void that welcome void and um you know we've got we got mclovin back we got jonah hill back craig ferguson gerard butler and, um, of course, Kate Blanchett involved here too. Uh, Kristen Wiig. Good to have everybody back. And I, I, I flash back to 10 years ago when I hear those voices together for the, the Jay Baruchel, Jonah Hill, Christopher Mintz Ploss combo. It just throws me back to mm-hmm. good, good, the good old days. But yeah, man, the, um, I really like the plot of this. I really like the yeah. coming of age aspect of these movies and, and, it's not just cliche. A lot of different scenarios happen to hiccup and it, it, I don't know. You can go several different ways with this and they, it seems like a very serious subject matter for a kid's movie. A lot of times, you know, this could be just, Oh, we're dragon racers. I want to be the fastest dragon racer there is, you know, and that could be it. This is a lot more of an existential movie than it needs to be in a good way. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I and that's I think that's where the series has succeeded in in all three yeah. of these movies. I think it's it's really got a lot more. Like every kids movie has messaging. That's part of making a kids movie is you're trying to get something across in a medium that the kids find interesting or entertaining or inoffensive you know it's like they just it's you're almost subliminally whatever almost every animated kids movie hat that's that's like the the number three thing on the list is like all right what's our what's the moral moral of our story that we're trying to get across so that's fine but these these movies like the best of the pixar movies really make that central and make it um theming and important and fleshed out more so than, you know, just kind of tacking on a, Hey, 
be nice to everybody kind of thing, you know, which is what most kids' movies tend to do. Or it's okay to be the weird dog. Every dog is loved, you know? Right. I mean, it's... it's, it's Ugly dolls. It's that kind of... Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing is in every kids' movie, and it's fine. And you don't you don't want a super preachy kids' movie. But these movies, like, again, the best of the Pixar movies, they, they make that work as... It's it's much more central to what the the actual making of the film is, not just okay. We have dragons, we have some funny lines, we've got some farts. All right, we've got all the things that we need for a kids' movie. Now all we need to do is kind of kind of shoehorn in a little bit of a moral, and we'll be fine, you know. And then these come along and are like, no, we can make these important things, these important themes and morals, and blah 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 blah. We can make that key we can make that part of what these kids are whether they realize it or not they're learning by getting attached to these characters and stuff and that's what they do that's what these movies do so well yeah richard any thoughts on kind of the bigger picture of this uh the more i mean it's not as heavy-handed as some of the other ones i i've seen it's sweet i think it's good it's a good message for kids but like brian said done subtly i don't yeah i my eyes are always prepared to roll when it comes to these things because I'm a 32-year-old cynical male without kids, and mine didn't roll mm-hmm. at all. So, I mean, that had to be a pretty low threshold. Yeah, absolutely. They've they've really structured this like a superhero movie or like a Star Wars movie, uh, just in the set pieces and the kind of musical cues and basically the way that the – yeah, action scenes are fleshed out, the aerial sequences, surely they've got a lot of, you know, I don't know, aerial warfare in this too, you know, more than you would think would be in a kid's movie, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. It's really fun to watch action uh, scenes and, and has done, uh, mm-hmm. done very well for them. We talked a little bit about the creature design, Brian. I want to double yeah. back on that. I love the creature design in this movie, everything except for Same. Toothless and Light Fury. I can't stand the design for those two dragons for some oh, reason. Oh, I so but everybody, disagree. Everybody else I love, but to me, there's something like unfinished about those. Maybe it's because they're like young dragons or something, but I don't oh, know. Maybe man. the face just is weird. I love it when they're flying and like doing the whole thing, mm. but there's just something lost on me in the, the design for those two dragons. All the others I, I, I'm down with, the weird ones, you know? I like those, the colorful, mm. weird ones. But these, man, I don't know. Something about it. I can't. I, I super disagree. I, lo- I think I love that. I think the I think the creature design on Toothless and the the Light Fury, which I don't I don't think had a name, but are, is so cool. And it, the what I like about it, it looks great on screen to me. But I think it's interesting to me that the 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 like the movements and the mannerisms and stuff like that are very um, are very cat like. But mm-hmm. the um, but it's like behaviors and stuff are very dog like. So it's a, it's just kind of interesting um, way that they've created or designed those those dragons. Man, I love it. I, that's that's shocking to me because it's. I think that's one of the best parts of the this series is that the other dragons look really f- interesting and cool and it's they're fine. But if those were the if you put one of those for me if you put one of those in the as the like the main dragon. Oh yeah, like, you gotta have something kind of cute. I something... love the way those two. Oh, those I, I agree. Look. It's more marketable. I just for some reason, I've just never been attached to that. Like normally, I love that kind of stuff. Like I have, I have like little little figures of the things that I like in movies. You know, like uh, you mm-hmm. know the creatures that I like. I love that kind of the monsters and stuff. 
that's not one that I would buy for some reason. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's too kiddie for me or something. I don't know. Mm. It, it's just, mm. it's just different. It's just an observation too. But, um, but yeah, I liked the, what do you think about the villain? I thought it was pretty good. The, the, the um, Grimmel. yeah, he's, Grimmel. he's great. I, yeah. F Murray Abraham is one of my favorites. That's, I don't know if he's he's AT because he I don't know if he has a sense of humor about himself. He's very serious about things, but he's one of my favorite. The story about him doing the the Melanian Kroll show by accident basically is really funny. If you can ever see, it's on YouTube. <laughs> okay. They did the right. Mortuna show on Broadway, and you know how they would have a uh-huh. guest every night, and they got F. Marie Abraham to do it, and the, I don't he did not understand it and just played it very straight. <laughs> With those two, they don't think that he knew. It's great. Okay. I don't think he knew that they were in a character or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. All right. Interesting. I love that guy. He's, he's great. That's a song. I don't, I don't think it's a, I think that's a downgrade from the second movie. The, uh, the villain in the first movie and this, excuse me, in the second movie is, is very strong, I think. And this is a little bit of a lesser, uh, of a lesser evil or at least an interest as far as an interesting character goes, he just kind of is there. But that's fine because it, it serves to it serves to push the plot more so than the second movie really, I think, had a the uh, the villain was a little more central to what was happening versus just kind of serving as the uh, the token bad guy, you know, for me. Yeah, it, it, they all seem kind of ancillary at this point or um, forgettable when it comes down to it. Yeah. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the ending. I got some other stuff to talk about after the ending, but uh, let's talk a little bit about where it ended up. Um, I really liked how it ended. I wish there would have been more. I wish there was another movie after this. Uh, They might make another one uh, since this won the weekend, I'm assuming. But the the way they wrap this up, it's a nice little bow. And um, and yeah, what what do you think, Brian, Uh, as the uh, one who's probably crying man tears the the most? Of all of us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, we're spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. If you're concerned about that. Yeah, and I, it, I didn't see that come. I, 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 you could see the, uh, the sort of white fanging coming from, from a ways off. Obviously, that's a pretty big deal. A part of the movie is him learning how to operate without the dragon and knowing that Toothless needs to be in, you know, with it's, you know, with his own kind and all this sort of stuff. So you knew that with that stuff was coming, did not see that, that, uh, tag at the end coming. And it's super, I was definitely like <laughs> Cooper yeah. was sitting in my lap and he was like, <laughs> he cause looks up at me. He's like, why are you crying on me? <laughs> I was like, I know, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a wuss when it comes to this stuff. But I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a perfect ending. I hope they never make another one of these because it has such a great, um, perfect tag to the end of it and and left me in a super weepy place yeah man i think you could do like incredible style movie with this with the kids and everything it'll be really fun like more of a family style mm. uh movie with the wife and kids as you know out training dragons you know and it'll mm. be it'll be good i yeah i like liked how it ended but uh like i said wish there was more for sure um the actual hidden world the waterfall thing I talked about talk about water a lot in this well animated water, but that looked incredible. Yeah, yeah it did. That looked awesome. Also, the like, drone thing that the guy was flying in on, you know, with the dragons yep. on the drone thing was cool. Um, what else I got here on how to train your dragon three? Um, 
He looked like John Krasinski when he had the beard. When I said that. <laughs> he did, yeah. He did. <laughs> Kept looking at the camera, too, the, the fake animated camera. <laughs> Smirk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, How to Train Your Dragon is, is for sure, if you got if you got kiddos and you've got to settle on something, man, this is a lot better than, we talked about that with Lego Movie. It's like, it could be a lot mm-hmm. worse than this, mm-hmm. and this is about as good as it gets um, from... From yeah. a popcorn standpoint that you could probably enjoy, or I did enjoy without kids, and uh, mm-hmm. and not a lot of them come that way. But I want to talk a little bit about some other animated movies before we uh, before we piece out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, something we brought to the world's attention years ago was <laughs> the thought that Hollywood thinks everyone wants movies and shows based around magicians. It's not true. We found that out the hard way. We were trying to tell y'all years ago. We found it out. Uh, now they think kids want movies based around abominable snowmen. There's three abominable snowmen related animated movies. There's one that came out uh, just recently called Smallfoot. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. remember that one. Saw it. Um, there's one mm-hmm. that Leica is producing called Missing Link, which I saw the trailer for uh, during this. And there's also one called Abominable that DreamWorks is making and was releasing this year, too. So if your kids don't know about Yetis, they're gonna. Or, or they're hoping that you do already because yeah, they're... Right. Who's right. gonna take their kid? Hey, hey, Cooper, you know the Abominable Snowman? Well, we're doing a movie about him and we're gonna go yeah. see it. A lot of focus groups asking about Yeti awareness and uh, trying to make sure kids. You know what? I saw on the, on the poster for Abominable. It has the Abominable Snowman on there. And the Abominable Snowman, snowman is pretending to cross it out. And he writes, Adorable Snowman. <laughs> Aww, you get it? He's, he's nice. Yeah. He's not mean. You know, like Rick and Ralph. <laughs> yeah, can't say I'm pumped for that one. Smallfoot's fine, but but again, it's it's a uh, we talk about this a lot. It's there ought to be some kind of committee that's like, nope, you don't get to we don't get to make another Jungle Book movie for at least ten years. That's that's the cutoff. Sorry, had this in production, but Disney got theirs out first. Don't know what to tell you. No um, more. No more of them are allowed for a while, and it's the same with this. It's uh, hey guys, Smallfoot Smallfoot exists. We got a five year moratorium on. All abominable snowmen slash yeti animated movies. <laughs> We're Just, actually saying this. This is, like, this is actually I mean, a thing yeah, that's happening. Yeah, yeah. Got to, got to put that out there. Nope, not allowed to do that. That's funny. <laughs> this, this is where like communist China. It's where gets we are. Right, yeah. You know? <laughs> like, can, can we also put a, a stop to the dog movies? Dog's Journey. Did you see that dude, trailer for this? I can't do. I, I saw this, any more yeah. dog movies. This is what. This is What's, what I hate. I texted a couple of, uh, some, I thought I texted you guys. It must've been another, another, I don't like to cross the streams. I like to keep my groups of friends separate, obviously. Uh, but mm-hmm. I hate those movies because clearly they suck and clearly they're emotional terrorism, which is one of my big hot button trigger issues. I hate emotional terrorism. I don't want that to be part of cinema and stuff, but they are dogs. So I do get a little choked up because I know that it's, it's just a dog and it's a sad dog that's out there and I can't, and I'm like, and I hate yeah, myself no, the I whole time. Can't do it. Yeah. 
I won't see it, but I'm just talking about the trailer. It's just like, yeah. I know this is garbage, but I still still got a little lump in my throat. Got a little dusty in here because this poor dog's out there. And it's and then I feel stupid because I don't want to fall for this kind of terrorism. They're, they're basically promoting the idea of dog reincarnation again. What was that movie? <laughs> Benji? Where, like, the dad, like, reincarnates into the dog of the family? Is that what Isn't happened in Benji? There was a movie about that where the, I know where the dad like comes back and they're like, about. I think it's dad, you know? What is that called? It's Benji. I don't know what I, I know what you're talking about. It's not Benji. Benji's just a dog, I think. Could be wrong, but I know what you're talking I can't remember the title of it. I did enjoy the fact that Dennis Quaid is turning into Clint Eastwood and just is super gruff and grumble around the dog all the time. It's just, it's just, you know, maybe that's a good transition for him. I don't know, but, but, uh, Interesting trailer choice there. I, I searched for dog reincarnated movie, and the first thing, <laughs> first thing that came up is a dog's purpose, which is what I'm mm. just talking about. Uh, mm. It's called Fluke, I think. Is that okay. it? Fluke? Sure. Yeah, sure. that's what it's called. Fluke from 1995. Um, yeah. Oh, Heavenly Dog. Remember that with Chevy Chase? We need mm. to stop. Mm. We need to... <laughs> Beethoven's the only dog movie. An Air Bud. Yeah. <laughs> and Homeward Bound. Yeah. Homeward, homeward bound. Homeward bound <laughs> when are we going to reboot Old Yeller? When haven't they, when haven't they re- kind of rebooted? Oh, just show them the regular Old Yeller. That's good. That's terrorism <laughs> enough. What you going to do with that gun there, Travis? My parents like made me watch Old Yeller. <laughs> yeah. say, we like, read it. No, no you're just going to read the book. Get shot in the head. You're going to watch it. And you're going to see what it's <laughs> we like. We had to. You so do you. Can't. Yeah. <laughs> that and where the red fern grows too was like. I don't need more dead dogs. I don't. I, I yeah. get it. I get it that it's sad. I'm. I'm good. Yeah. Um. Y'all, did y'all? Did y'all read Bridge to Terabithia? Yes. Kids. Good God. Why is that taught in school? Like that's not. That's not an appropriate thing for third graders to be reading. This girl dies trying to get to get across a, a bridge to a fake place. That's terrible. You read some. We don't need that. Read some pretty. Uh, pretty risque stuff. We were allowed to read. <laughs> get this. I went to a. Uh, Richard and I went to private. Uh, Christian Academy School, and uh, we were allowed to read the Scarlet Letter, but no Harry Potter was allowed in the vicinity <laughs> of the school, or you are expelled, sir. Mm-hmm. That was a true wow. statement. I um, want to get into the occult. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had to hide. I had to hide my Harry Potter in, in issues of Playboy. Contraband. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had in big issues, issues of yeah, Playboy, like, oh, and then what? That's not Harry Potter. Oh, it's <laughs> just a Playboy. You're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I would read Harry Potter inside of it. Oh. Um, Brian, you excited to take your son to Angry Birds 2 this year? Nope. Nope. Not doing it. Not doing it. There's certain movies, even on Netflix. You know, I wrote a little, I wrote a thing on our blog. I don't know what, I don't, maybe, maybe you guys can know. I don't know what to call blog posts. Because blog posts doesn't seem fitting for the amount of stupid time that I put into it. But when you call something a piece... You sound like you write for the Atlantic or something. I don't. I don't know what to call the dumb things that that are right. But I, I the wrote Zanga about, entry. Just do that. <laughs> Zanga, yeah, I wrote a, I wrote a diary, a, a digital gi- diary entry on our blog about um, and non Pixar Disney animated movies that uh, that I will watch. And there's so much crap on Netflix. It's such a beating to be a parent right now because you have this. It's it's this kind of catch twenty two of, you know, I work three jobs. I got to get some stuff done. I need 45 minutes. I, I'm going to let my kid kind of just zone out on the screen. And then you're like, yeah, just pick whatever you want, dude. It's fine. And then 12 seconds later, he's watching 
I don't know, like the 57th different Power Rangers that's on Netflix or the Emoji Movie or something like that. And you're just like, I, well, what do I, <laughs> what do I do here? Cause I don't, I want him to be entertained so I can get some stuff done, but also this is making me want to die and I don't, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Angry Birds is one of those and I'm like, nope, not watching that. I don't care. I, I will. I would prefer to not be able to get anything done to you watching that movie. Leave it alone. Don't don't turn yeah. it on. Yeah, uh, that's a good so choice. Angry, angry you got to parent. Yeah. You know, you got to lay down the law. <laughs> that's right. Um, right. So for right. for uh, the last thing uh, I want to go over is just kind of DreamWorks's release schedule. So, like I said, they have Abominable dropping in September, like you do. You drop a winter related <laughs> movie in September. This one, Smallfoot came out too. Same exact time time frame. Um. They have Trolls World Tour next year, which is going to be huge. Okay. Can't wait. So next, next Justin Trolls Timberlake is going to kids movie. drop, yeah. too, at the same time. Um, <laughs> speaking of not bad, Brian, you like this one, too. Uh, September of 2020, we've got a Crudes sequel. Okay. I kind of forgot about Crudes. My kid's not into Crudes, so maybe I'm out on that. I don't know. I thought you, were definitely I thought the you best. said that was one of the better ones. I like I like crudes, yeah, I, kid, but I haven't thought kid, about it in a long the kid time. Forgot He's about not it. into it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna have to reintroduce it. him, or maybe not, so mm-hmm. you don't have to take him. But uh, <laughs> then, then we've got uh, March twenty twenty one, untitled Boss Baby sequel. Oh, oh gosh, get ready, boy, boy. It's tough. That's <laughs> uh, tough. There's a there's a Netflix series for Boss Baby as well. So there's it's not just the movie. Got the do a little Netflix series as well to terrorize parents. Yeah. Um, I don't know what this one is. It's production, like the co-production with Blumhouse, and it's called <laughs> Spooky Jack. I don't no know, some, some kind of like a Hotel Transylvania or something. <laughs> okay. And then they have two untitled movies in 2022 and 2023 in April that are yet to be announced that are, they've mm. got release dates set for those. Universal distribution so yeah not a lot going on except for the crudes and a boss baby and they're doing a troll sequel next year yeah who bought dreamworks i don't know who owns universal anymore i believe okay is it not it's a it's i know because spielberg was a mainly with universal when he started it i think he just sold it outright to universal but i'm not sure about that we can go back and go back and look at Hmm. that um, it's Un- NBC. Yeah. NBC universal. Uh, okay. It's actually right. Comcast is the mm. subsidiary of the entire thing, but, um, gotcha. so yeah, man, that's, they don't got a lot going on. They got a captain underpants movie a couple years ago. They do have Kung, Kung Fu Panda, uh, Madagascar. Now they got Shrek. They're trying to reboot that. I'm, I heard uh, that might be the untitled films could be Shrek related. And then um, not nothing really, unless Seinfeld does B movie too. Mm. That's uh, Monsters vs. Aliens, mm. Megamind. They've had a lot of swing and misses. Rise of the Guardians. Megamind's cool. Yeah, yeah. I liked Megamind, but they never did. Megamind's cool. With it. Rise of the Guardians too scary for kids. I have learned, or yeah, at least Zack Snyder factor. That's fine. Four to five year olds. Yep. I mean, seriously, it, it it doesn't work. You know what's not good? We need to maybe just let go of Shrek. Yeah. Not good. Shrek 1 is fine. Shrek 2 is funny for adults because there's a lot of uh, adult humor mixed in. And it's fine. It's good. Shrek 3, Shrek 4, not good. The Puss in Boots show, not good. All all the Shrek stuff, let's just, we don't need Shrek 5. We're done. We don't need that. Okay. We have the Broadway show. Here's it's what we peak. have. We're done. 
here's what we have in, in development. So those are the ones that they actually have announced release dates. In development, they have one called The Bad Guys, which is a children's book. Um, it's based on a children's book. Then we have an uh, Untitled Puss in Boots reboot. <laughs> nope. Uh, and then we have Untitled Shrek reboot, both on nope. the way. And then we have Untitled, Untitled Voltron film reboot. <laughs> okay. Um, one called Kippo and the Age of Wonder Beasts. One called Mice and Mystics. One called Sputnik's Guide to Life on Earth. That sounds like Russian propaganda. And uh, <laughs> The Wizards of Once is another one that they've got. Okay. Um, all right. Cooking. So we'll I, see. I prefer all that stuff to the uh, the aforementioned Shrek reboot. We don't need that. We're done. We're done I think with we're Shrek. done. Yeah, I think they need another They need another franchise. If they're done with How to Train Your Dragon, they're looking mm-hmm. at Trolls, Croods, and Boss Baby movies from here on out. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I think Captain Underpants will get another one eventually, but we'll see. Oh, remember yeah. Home with uh, Jim Parsons? Yeah. That was a dream. Do works. I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the most appalling animated I, movie. I'm waving him like I just do not care. <laughs> I remember that trailer <laughs> over and I'm over waving again. waving in the air just like I just do not care. <laughs> oh, don't put, <laughs> put a knife in my skull, please. I don't remember. Gosh. I don't remember core members of my family's names but i remember that <laughs> i need a whole episode of uh of you guys doing <laughs> and when i lose doing, movie draft you dueling do home. dueling jim yeah. parsons impressions Bazinga. <laughs> I, can't, I can't handle it anymore he's just producer steven that's that's jim parsons uh sorry producer oh steven. man okay yeah, let's grade out that. um how to train your dragon the hidden world um this is a tough trilogy, man. This is a really good trilogy. Yeah. I might put this one at the top. How to Trigger Dragon 2 or this one. And uh, they're all very, very good. So I'll give this one an A. Really enjoyed it and um, sad to see it end. Mm-hmm. A. What about you, Brian? Yeah, it's an A for me as well. Me, I mean, it's incredibly early, obviously, in the year. We've only seen, I've only seen like four movies, but this... This could be a uh, this this feels like a movie that could be in my top ten at the end of the Ooh. year. I loved it. I love this movie. Love the trilogy. Um, pumped that um, that this is a, this one will be able to add to the collection that my that I can cycle through with with Coop and uh, and I'm yeah love it. Really really solid and a and a very good closer to uh, to uh, the series for sure. Richard Grade. I'll go solid A. Solid A from me. Shout out to Dean DeBloy, uh, by the way, the director and writer of these. He did all yeah. three of these. Yeah, he does a great job. He's great work and also known for Lilo and Stitch uh, with Disney. So, shout out and good work. Uh, okay, that about does it. If you wanted our Oscar thoughts, we released those yesterday. And um, we wrapped up the Oscars, That so no movie news then, but... I guess we can do a recommend. You guys want to do a little weekly recommend? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I can do one. All right, let's do it. Weekly recommends. Okay, go ahead, RB. Yeah, I'm gonna recommend an album. Uh, it's kind of a weird, um, <laughs> a remake of an album. But did you guys ever listen to? I obviously the St. Vincent album, Mass Seduction. Have you guys listened to Mass Education, the like acoustic piano version? Yes. Of it. Yeah, so that's my recommend. I really love it. I love St. Vincent, and uh, I've been listening to that. Been moving for, 
like a week and a half. And so a lot of music on in the ears and audiobooks and all that stuff while I haul uh, boxes upstairs and downstairs and around stairs and through stairs and kill myself. So, uh, yeah, but that's a it's a really beautiful album kind of late at night as I recover from movie, maybe with a glass of wine or something. It's a it's a strong pull. So uh, Mass Education, St. Vincent, that is my weekly recommend. Bry Guy, what about you? Nice, nice. Uh, I'm going to recommend a book that I just finished. This is another one I believe that was a Richard recommend at some point last year. Nice. But I uh, just got just got a chance to finish it, and it was excellent. Really good read and fascinating story. It's Bad Blood by uh, John Carrier. It's about the uh, the Theranos scam. I don't know. Scandal, foolishness, yeah. whatever you want to call it. I would say this. Richard, I think you knew some going – you knew probably – a good bunch going in. I didn't know anything about this. I, and I'm shocked. I don't know how I completely missed this That's story awesome. entirely. So I knew virtually nothing about, uh, about the book and the, um, the absurdity that unfolded with Theranos. I would tell you if, if you, if you are like me and you're like, what is Theranos? Don't, don't look at anything. Just go buy the he book. Eliminated the half book. the population in infinity war. <laughs> It's a weird origin story about uh, favorite villain. Um, no, but seriously, if you don't know anything about it, I would tell you to keep it that way and just go listen to or read the book because it's a and it's a pretty good read on Audible, by the way, too. It's a it's a very yeah. kind of no nonsense reader, which I like for this type of type of book. But uh, it's a fascinating story that will just have you, and it kind of I don't know. It ties the 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 foolishness of the medical industry in with the insanity of the like of the tech industry and the tech yep. boom and the Silicon Valley, all that stuff. And it all comes together into this insanely interesting and just, there's so many times you're just like, what, how, how is this happening? And, and, uh, and I think, uh, Carrie did awesome a really, cameos too. really good. Yeah, seriously. Did a really good job of, uh, putting it all together and, and putting it out there. But I, yeah, I loved it. Uh, Bad Blood by uh, John Kerry. And you will sing the Taylor Swift song to yourself 400 billion times while listening to... Uh, See, I don't set. know that song. I've never heard that song. <laughs> you mean the Ryan Adams song? I only listen to Ryan Adams, guys. This was not recorded down, uh, after the, the uh, Me Too movement. Yeah, send you some links, buddy. <laughs> no, um, yeah, the Alex Gibney doc is dropping, I think... It, yeah. In two weeks, yes, and then yes. that's on HBO, and then Adam McKay's doing the movie with um, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, Adam McKay has like nine things doing, so we'll see if that comes. I'm going to Taylor is doing the script of uh, yeah. Shape of Water fame with uh, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence attached to be Elizabeth Holmes in the movie. Yeah, well, yeah, well I guess we will see. There's no release date we'll do a, on that. We'll do a million dollar pop. Mm. Oh, not right hey, by the way, there. yeah, yeah. I finished last week. My weekly recommend was Umbrella Academy, and I was like three episodes uh, in. I finished it last night. Love it. It's really fun and interesting and cool. And I'm, I'm, I dug it. I dug it a bunch. I think I think you guys would like it as well. So full strong recommend on that oh, now. This is my tentative. You guys need to Logulans <laughs> and not uh, McCarthy's. <laughs> Y'all need to get it, escape at Danamora. Holy balls. That that, that was to figure out how to get man. to that one. Holy, yeah. that that might have won best picture if, <laughs> if they let fourteen hour movies into the Oscars. It was, <laughs> it was really good. Definitely would have won some acting awards. That's for sure. Uh, mm. Ben Stiller, next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's another recommend if you 
you didn't know. Is it as good as Walter Mitty or as good or better? <laughs> a lot less blue than Walter Mitty. Okay. Was. So that's good. I'm a big Mitty guy. I'm a Mitty head. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Mitty Nation. Mitty Nation. Mitty Strong. <laughs> Mitty Strong. That's funny. Um, okay. I was so excited just for that. Of, just think of that the bracelets for for, <laughs> for, for Midi Nation. Oh man. What's that, man? What is that a for a disease or no, I was a bunch of bunch. <laughs> you ever seen uh, Secret Life of Midi? No. Oh, you haven't? No one has? <laughs> Bummer. I'll tell you about James Thurber. Um <laughs> Buckle up. Saw that movie uh in a uh back to back with Wolf of Wall Street. So that was a change. Wow. One no. to the next. <laughs> Can't. What's your recommend? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to recommend a TV show. Uh, recently ended, and it was recognized this past week um, at the Writers Guild Awards. And I want to. And I went back and watched a few episodes. Got me thinking about it, and laughed just as hard this time, if not harder than the first time. Uh, Nathan for you is so daggone uh-huh. funny. Oh yeah, funny. funny it show. kills me. The it's just the first episode where he convinces this ice cream shop to let him try out a poo flavor, like an actual <laughs> flavor that like tastes like poo. <laughs> and it's, it's like candid camera at times 50, like the reactions, the humor and like the real world humor of it just kills me. Um, but there's four seasons of it and he decided to end it on his own terms, which you don't often get to do. Um, but it could have gone for 20 seasons. I would, I would watch 20 seasons of it. Really funny. Nathan for you. It's worth a binge. If you like, if you're into the, uh, Billy on the street, uh, Borat style show. It's kind of that style. And, um, it's very, very, very satirical and funny. So Nathan for you, check that out. And, uh, yeah. time. worth a rewatch. Love if it. you haven't watched it since it's original run, it's worth a, uh, it's worth a rewatch. Okay. Thank you for, uh, joining us. Well, all this, how to train your dragon talk has gotten me exhausted. So I'm going to go hit <laughs> the hay, but, uh, where can I find you online, Brian? You can find me on the Twitter, BGill12. You can find my writing at uh, madaboutmoviespodcast.com and the Mad About Movies Podcast newsletter. Richard, where can I find you? You can find me at uh, Richard Barton on all the social media and madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Kent, where can I find you? Madaboutmoviespodcast.com as well in the VIP. And if you want more episodes from us, check out that VIP club. It's a dollar a week. You can get at least an episode extra a week, if not more. Find me online at Kent Garrison. And um, next week, we're coming back. And what are we talking about? Next, yeah, next week we will have a, uh, I'm not going to spoil it. We'll have a, we'll have a VIP preview show for you main feed listeners. Then maybe we'll uh, give you a little taste of what to, uh, what you can get in the VIP lounge, cafe, and bathhouse. There you go. Not baseball. Uh, okay. That about does it for us. And until next time, see you at the cinema. Bye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegs. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. The salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.